Section 52 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Luke, Volume 1, by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 9, verses 7 to 11. Herod perplexed by Christ's works. The importance of occasional retirement. Christ's readiness to receive. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Luke, chapter 9, verses 7 to 11. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed, because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead, and of some that Elias had appeared, and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. And Herod said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done, and he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. Let us mark, in this passage, the power of a bad conscience. We are told that, when Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by our Lord, he was perplexed. He said, John I have beheaded, but who is this? Great and powerful as he was, the tidings of our Lord's ministry called his sins to remembrance, and disturbed him even in his royal palace. Surrounded as he was by everything which is considered to make life enjoyable, the report of another preacher of righteousness filled him with alarm. The recollection of his own wickedness in killing John the Baptist flashed on his mind. He knew he had done wrong. He felt guilty, self-condemned, and self-dissatisfied. Faithful and true is that saying of Solomon's, The way of transgressors is hard. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. Herod's sin had found him out. The prison and the sword had silenced John the Baptist's tongue, but they could not silence the voice of Herod's inward man. God's truth can neither be silenced nor bound, nor killed. Conscience is a most powerful part of our natural constitution. It cannot save our souls. It never leads a man to Christ. It is often blind and ignorant and misdirected. Yet conscience often raises a mighty testimony against sin in the sinner's heart, and makes him feel that it is an evil and a bitter thing to depart from God. Young persons ought especially to remember this and remembering it, to take heed to their ways. Let them not flatter themselves that all is right, when their sins are past and done and forgotten by the world. Let them know that conscience can bring up each sin before the eyes of their minds, and make it bite like a serpent. Millions will testify at the last day that Herod's experience was their own. Conscience called old sins from their grave, and made them walk up and down in their hearts, in the midst of seeming happiness and prosperity, they were inwardly miserable and distressed. Happy are they who have found the only cure for bad conscience. Nothing will ever heal it but the blood of Christ. Let us mark, secondly, the importance to Christians of occasional privacy and retirement. We are told that when the apostles returned from their first ministerial work, our Lord took them and went aside privately to a desert place. 
we cannot doubt that this was done with a deep meaning it was meant to teach the great lesson that those who do public work for the souls of others must be careful to make time for being alone with god the lesson is one which many christians would do well to remember occasional retirement self-inquiry meditation and secret communion with god are absolutely essential to spiritual health the man who neglects them is in great danger of a fall to be always preaching teaching speaking writing and working public works is unquestionably a sign of zeal but it is not always a sign of zeal according to knowledge it often leads to untoward consequences we must make time occasionally for sitting down and calmly looking within and examining how matters stand between our own selves and christ the omission of the practice is the true account of many a backsliding which shocks the church and gives occasion to the world to blaspheme many could say with sorrow in the words of canticles they made me a keeper of the vineyards but my own vineyard i have not kept canticles chapter one verse six let us mark lastly in this passage our lord jesus christ's readiness to receive all who come to him we are told that when the multitude followed him into the desert whither he had retired he received them and spake unto them the kingdom of god and healed them that had need of healing unmannerly and uninvited as this intrusion on his privacy seems to have been it met with no rebuff from our lord he was always more ready to give instruction than people were to ask it and more willing to teach than people were to be taught but the incident trifling as it may seem exactly tallies with all that we read in the gospels of the gentleness and condescension of christ we never see him dealing with people according to their deserts we never find him scrutinizing the motives of his hearers or refusing to allow them to learn of him because their hearts were not right in the sight of god his ear was always ready to hear and his hand to work and his tongue to preach none that came to him were ever cast out whatever they might think of his doctrine they could never say that jesus of nazareth was an austere man let us remember this in all our dealings with christ about our own souls we may draw near to him with boldness and open our hearts to him with confidence he is a savior of infinite compassion and loving-kindness he will not break the bruised reed nor quench the smoking flax the secrets of our spiritual life may be such as we would not have our dearest friends know the wounds of our consciences may be deep and sore and require most delicate handling but we need not fear anything if we commit all to jesus the son of god we shall find that his kindness is unbounded his own words shall be found abundantly true i am meek and lowly of heart and ye shall find rest for your souls matthew chapter two verse twenty nine let us remember this finally in our dealing with other people if we are called upon to give them help about their souls let us strive to walk in the steps of christ's example and like him to be kind and patient and always willing to aid the ignorance of young beginners in religion is sometimes very provoking we are apt to be wearied of their instability and fickleness and halting between two opinions but let us remember jesus and not be weary he received all and spake to all and did good to all let us go and do likewise 
as christ deals with us so let us deal one with another notes luke chapter 9 verses 7 to 11 verse 7 he was perplexed the greek word so translated is rendered in luke chapter 24 verse 4 much perplexed in the only three other places where it is used in the new testament it is translated doubted or was in doubt acts chapter 2 verse 12 chapter 5 verse 24 chapter 10 verse 17 risen from the dead let it be noted that a resurrection from the dead is spoken of here and in the following verses as a thing which was commonly believed and acknowledged as true among the jews the notion that the jews before christ knew nothing of a resurrection or another life is utterly untenable verse nine i beheaded i hear let it be noted that the greek word for i is twice repeated in this verse alford thinks that the repetition implies personal concern and alarm at the growing fame of jesus verse ten he took them and went aside privately let the words of cecil on this subject be carefully weighed if a man would seriously set himself to work he must retire from the crowd he must not live in a bustle if he is always driving through the business of the day he will be so in harness as not to observe the road he is going again he says i know not how it is that some christians can make so little of recollection and retirement i find the spirit of the world a strong assimilating principle i find it hurrying away minds in its wake and sinking men among the dregs and filth of carnal nature even my ministerial employment would denigrate into a mere following of my trade and crying of my wares i am obliged to withdraw myself regularly and say to my heart what are you doing where are you end of section 52